So I, uh, with everything that's gone on through the past couple of weeks, uh, I uh, didn't know what to preach about. I told the girls, I said, I'm, I'm preaching. I don't know what I want to preach about. Do you have any ideas? Leah's sitting at the kitchen table, and she just she kind of shrugged her shoulders. Aaliyah's in the play, or Adeline's in the playroom, and she goes, I got one. So I walk in there, and I said, well, what is it? She said, patience. And I thought, oh, man. I know I'm not patient with you, child. Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> she said, I, I said, so you're saying I'm not patient? And she said, well, no, Dad, I'm not patient. I said, well, good, because I thought you were going to say I wasn't. And she goes, well, we're both not, Dad. So <laughs> I said, okay. She's got a point. Um, there's some things I'm not patient with, with. And I got to thinking, what things that really get under my skin that I'm not patient with? The four-way stop here in Wheeler. I pull up to the stop sign. Somebody's already at the, or the red light. Somebody's already been at the red light here. And then you get, you know, the rest of them are full and they we're waiting for this one person to go and they won't go and they won't go and they won't go and they won't go. And you're like, where did you get your license at? And it just, man, it irritates me so bad. And then you decide to go and then they decide to go and then you're kind of stuck in limbo. And I've, I've left some tire marks there and uh, um, just not patient with that. I'm not patient in the city. We went to Amarillo yesterday, and people just can't drive. <laughs> I mean, I think Matt's talked about this before. I just, man, it really just irritates me, you know, and then waiting on food sometimes. You get in there, and you sit down, and then somebody sits down right after you, and they get their food before you do, and you're, I ordered before you did. Where's my food at? You know, just, I get upset, but... So probably a good thing that Adeline mentioned patience. Uh, you know, we live, we live in a world that's very impatient, don't we? That's just kind of the way times are now. And there's kind of a, oh, a lost art of waiting. You know, we've, we've kind of lost that. But I don't think that it's a coincidence that the Bible often commands, recommends, or praises waiting. You know, a lot of the times we view waiting as just a big waste of our time. Well, I could be doing other things right now. I've got a list of things I need to do, and I'm having to wait here for this. It's putting me behind to do the next thing I need to do. But after reading these verses, I think we need to look at it a little differently. Psalms chapter 27, verse 14. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalms 37, 7 says, Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Psalm 62, uh, verse 5. My soul, wait thou upon, only upon God, for my expectations is from him. And then James chapter 5, verses 7 through 8. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth. And hath long patience for it, until he receive the, the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Pretty clear that we should be patient. The Lord wants us to be patient. 
But patience has to be learned, doesn't it? In Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, Paul said, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul learned to be content in all circumstances in which he found himself. He wasn't born with the mindset of being content. He learned to be content. And I believe the same thing can be said for other virtues. You know, whether it's contentment, whether it's patience, kindness, whatever it may be, they all need to be learned. We're not born with it. No one can, can have the excuse of, well, I just, I just wasn't born being naturally patient. I'm just not that kind of person. Well, guess what? No one was. No one's born naturally patient. If you've had kids, you know that that's true. I mean, have you ever seen a, a baby that was born with patience or a toddler that has patience? No. They want what they want, and that, you know, most times they want it about five minutes ago. So patience isn't something we're born with, and it's not something that we learn overnight. It's a, a process. The unfortunate thing about patience, though, is it usually takes being impatient to learn how to be patient. I think that, you know, usually the majority of our impatience has something to do with time, doesn't it? We've got somewhere that we need to be, and you need to be there at a certain time. You get stuck at work late. The kids aren't ready. You spilt something on your clothes, so you got to go back and change. You lose your keys. You can't find them. I mean, there's a bunch of things that just happen. And then all of a sudden, that frustration comes out on someone, doesn't it? And unfortunately, those that have kids, it usually comes out on your kids, or it comes out on your spouse. That's just how it happens. You know, like I said, I, I can't stand waiting in traffic. I just, I don't like it. But instead of getting upset about it, I should view that time as a free time. No one's asking me to do anything. All I'm doing is sitting and waiting on traffic. Some things I can do is I can, I can pray. If I'm driving, I probably need to keep my eyes open in order to do that. Um, I can plan my, my week. I can kind of get my timeline of things I need to get done by the end of the week. Uh, I can make a grocery list. Usually my wife does that for me. Otherwise, I forget stuff. You know, I can think about my next sermon or think about God, concentrate on Him. But the truth is, I can always do something productive. I mean, you're not going to go knit an afghan or something while you're driving down the road. But there are things that you can mentally do to keep yourself in a better mood so you don't get upset and so that you stay patient. You don't, you know... It's like texting and driving, but you don't want to text and drive. You don't want to do that. But try to keep yourself under control. Think of something that can be productive. But the challenge for us is that we live in a time that we rarely have to wait on anything very long. To put that into perspective, you know, we might complain about a delayed flight at the airport, but that wait is nothing compared to the traveling for months to cross the Atlantic on the Mayflower or taking months to cross the plains in a covered wagon. You know, we might complain about being stuck in traffic, but even on days when traffic's bad, we're making a lot more progress going across town in our nice comfy vehicle than people did in past times with no traffic. 
all the faithful, um, and you look at all the, I've skipped forward a little bit, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to back up. Even with all of our delays, we still don't have to wait very long compared to past generations. Others waited longer. You look at Noah. He had to wait at least 120 years to see his preaching vindicated. Abraham and Sarah, as well as Zacharias and Elizabeth, waited a long time, a lifetime to have a son. Moses waited for 40 years in the wilderness until God called him. And then he spent another 40 years leading a murmuring and complaining people. When you think of all the faithful people, those that believed in in God and believed in Jesus, in the Old Testament times, they were waiting for the Messiah to come. They waited a long time. They were patient. Patience needs waiting to develop. It's like a muscle. It needs to be exercised. Therefore, we need a new perspective. Instead of resenting times where we have to wait, we need to realize that this is the perfect time to develop patience. So don't get angry with inconveniences. Don't get angry with interruptions in your schedule. I know that's hard to do. That's, I get, uh, there are days or weeks that I know I've got to get this done, this done, and this done at work. So I plan on the weather. Okay, I'm going to mow tomorrow because it's not supposed to rain till, or it's supposed to rain Tuesday morning. I'm going to mow tomorrow, and then Tuesday I can do some of the stuff I need to do inside. Then Wednesday I can do this. I just kind of plan it out that way. Well, I get out there and start mowing. I get a call that says, oh, we got a toilet that stopped up or something's going on up here. We need you to come check out. Well, I got to stop and I got to go back and that kind of messes up my routine. <clears throat> and I get impatient because <laughs> I have those things I need to get done. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 4. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. We're going to have times where we're going to be in a hurry and something's going to interrupt us. It's in those times that we need to work on our patience. We need to take that as a learning experience. You know, I'm guilty of, of uh, something coming up and saying, now's not the time, Lord. Now is not the time. I really need to get this done. You know, have you ever said that? It's just, it's not the time. And unfortunately, we have to deal with that. Um, we have to be patient, and we have to, to make the best of it. You know, the world often under, underestimates shut, uh, such things as patience, kindness, and gentleness. To some people, these virtues are like a weakness. They think that if you're patient, kind, and, and gentle, that you're a weak person. But the reality is, those virtues are what make a person truly strong. People who are not patient, kind, or gentle are the weak ones. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. I, uh, I read an article 
as I was looking at some things online about patience, and uh, this article was uh, on CBS News on October 25th, and the title was Impatience, Why We Don't Want to Wait and What We Can Do About It. There was a doctor, his name is uh, Dr. Amit Sood. He founded a department that researches impatience at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. He states that people are designed to be impatient. Impatience is not simply the opposite of patience. Rather, the absence of patience brings anxiety, illness, injury, loneliness, and even death. I thought this was interesting. He says, an episode of explosive anger, stress, or impatience can increase your risk of heart attack and sudden death by two to eightfold for the next few hours. Impatience, or a lack of patience, can even have a long-term effect on one's DNA. I thought that that was pretty interesting. And I won't get into the DNA aspect of it. Uh, you're welcome to go look that up and and read more on that if you'd like. But you can see how habitual impatience can adversely affect us in all sorts of ways. So don't underestimate the value of patience. We need a new perspective. You know, the difference between someone who's slow to anger and someone that is quick-tempered is that one has learned patience and to see things differently. Patience isn't pretending that something doesn't bother me. It's not pretending that the traffic isn't bad. It's not pretending that somebody's not over here not going when they should. It's seeing the situation in a different light or seeing the situation in the bigger scheme of things. When we are impatient, all that we see is ourselves. We only see our needs, our desires, our goals, our wants, our schedule, our time, or our inconvenience. So the root of impatience is often, selfish, is often selfishness, isn't it? It's all about what we want. And it's easy to forget that what might have delayed us actually helped someone else or yourself in the long run. That interruption may have actually resulted, resulted in putting together a better presentation because it gave you more time to think about it. That unexpected delay may have prevented you from getting in a traffic accident. That delay enabled you to meet someone and share the gospel with them. That delay put you and someone else in a situation where they were more receptive to a conversation. We also need to be patient with the Lord as well and understand that it's on His timeline and not ours. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. He knows better than we do what we need and what we don't need, doesn't he? You all know what I'm about to tell you because I've told this story several times and I'm maybe sick of it. My wife's probably sick of it. You know, I, I wanted that director of maintenance position at the hospital. And uh, I, I was patient. I learned every aspect of that job um, so that I could hopefully take that over. I knew that the director at the time was going to retire in a couple years, and so I did all I could and to learn that position, and that time came to pass. He was going to retire. I put on my application, and I didn't get the job, and I was upset, and I think that, you know, I was, I was more let down than I was mad. I had a goal set for myself. I was patient. 
I did all the things I needed to do to achieve that goal, and I felt as though I'd failed. And the thing that I didn't realize was that I'd only failed myself. I had only failed what I wanted and what I thought I was worth. I didn't fail God in what he thought I was worth because he had a better job for me. I didn't take God into consideration. You know, I thought that that's what he wanted for me too because I had done all these things to do and to, to set myself up for that. But he had a, a greater job for me. His thoughts were greater than mine. Within a few days of not getting that job, I was actually offered the maintenance position at the courthouse, and I've, I've never looked back. So just because you don't get something you wanted for yourself doesn't mean that God doesn't have something far greater waiting for you. Psalms chapter 37, verses 7 through 11. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be, but the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. When God does not seem to be moving as fast as we desire, we need to avoid the temptation of complaining. Second-guessing his wisdom or opting for a sinful path because we're frustrated. Patience is all about trusting his wisdom and his timing and not ours. They say that patience is a virtue. And I feel like after the study this afternoon that uh, we would agree with that. It's not something that we're born with or that's easy to learn. It takes time to be a patient person. There's something else that I want you to think about. When you're not patient, we can cause a domino effect. If we're not patient with someone, we can cause a domino effect. Uh, I'm probably the least patient with my kids than I am with anyone or anything else. Unfortunately, that's, that's where I lose my patience. Um, my patience with my kids usually results in me snapping at them, you know, just stop it, leave me alone, whatever it may be. Sometimes it's, honestly, it's worse than that. And then that, in fact, it, it hurt, can hurt their feelings, and they get upset, you know, and that in turn can leave them feeling unloved or thoughts of, well, all I ever do is annoy dad when I tell him something or ask him something. Dad doesn't like me, or, or dad loves my sister more than he loves me. And those things, in turn, can lead to bigger issues in their life as they get older. That can lead to depression. It can lead to low self-esteem, self-worth. There's different things that can domino effect down to affect them later in their lives or that can affect other people. And I think sometimes we forget that. And that doesn't mean that I don't whenever I snap at them, that I don't go back and apologize because well, I do. Whenever I do something and to snap at them because I'm impatient with them, I go back and, you know, I apologize to them. This was my fault. This wasn't anything that you did. I was frustrated with something else, and unfortunately it came out on you. You know, give them a big hug, and, and things, things are better. But that still doesn't give me the excuse to act that way. 
You know, there are other, other examples that we could use. Uh, being impatient with someone who's already having a bad day or maybe is on the, the verge of suicide could be the thing that pushes them over the top. It could be the thing that makes them act upon the depression that they're in already. Well, something as small as patience can make a huge difference in someone's life. It's kind of like what Kenneth said this morning, just smiling at somebody, saying hi to someone, being friendly to someone can make all the difference. And patience isn't, isn't any different. Um, so we should try to be more patient with one another and with others. I know it's not easy to do, and like I said, it's not something that's just learned overnight. It's something that we have to work on. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.